Welcome to Tramlines, a podcast from Agri. I'm your host, Tony Smith, putting your questions to the experts. Today, we're going to be talking with Will Evans, who was the chair of the 2024 Oxford Farming Conference. We're going to be asking Will about the key theme at this year's conference, the power of diversity. And what does that mean? And what are the key challenges for our people, our farm businesses and the wider industry? Good morning, Will, and a very warm welcome to Tramlines. Now, before we start talking about Oxford Farming Conference itself, perhaps you could share a little bit about you and your farming background. Yeah, I'm a multi-generational farmer um, near Wrexham in North Wales. We farm about five miles from Wrexham, a little village called Bangrandee. If any any horse racing fans out there, we're right by the racecourse. Uh, two farms and the River Dee runs through the two, so uh, which is a blessing and a curse. A very fertile, free draining land, but um, as everybody knows, it's been a wet winter and we've had a lot of flooding, um, which uh, I try not to think about too much. But um, yeah, I farm in partnership with my parents, um, and I live on the farm with my wife and and four young daughters. Um, mixed farm, beef cattle um beef cattle and arable crops we buy in a lot of calves from neighboring dairy farms take them through to fattening um try not to buy in any feed we try and keep it quite a quite a circular system and it and it works um genuinely uh generally quite quite well and how did you get involved in the oxford farming conference i got asked a few years ago i guess six seven years ago now would you like to be part of the ofc inspire program or or apply for it or was the emerging leaders program as it was known then um and i said what is the oxford farming course never heard of it just not on my radar um i was just sort of dipping my toe into the water with doing a few kind of wider industry things i'd started doing my own podcast called rock and roll farming and i was just sort of trying at that time to um showcase some of the human stories behind farming and food production and i guess that's why i, I came on to uh, one of the directors radar matt naylor lashed in an application didn't think much of it and suddenly i was on my way to the oxford farm conference um with a with a huge case of imposter syndrome um i i met this incredible group of people um as part of my 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 course and um just massively opened my eyes to what's out there in in terms of, of farming and food production and all these very inspiring people who are doing awesome things with their businesses and, and very different or different sectors and um, obviously got to know those very well. And the nice thing was, of course, I realised that they also arrived with feeling that same sense of imposter syndrome. And that was a bit of a penny drop moment for me. And it's it's so easy to assume that everyone knows about the Oxford Farming Conference, but perhaps you could share a little bit about well, what is it? And uh, I know it's got quite a history. Uh, tell us more, Will. Yeah, the conference itself, it was started in 1936 by... Um, group of farmers in Oxfordshire at that time, a lot of um, huge strides forward being taken in farming in the 1930s, you know, in terms of mechanisation and food production. Um, and they teamed up with a group of academics at Oxford University um, and sort of, why don't we have this conference? And when you look back at it, actually, and I've read a lot about the history of it because I'm a bit nerdy about farming history, and you look at the early themes of the conference and what what were they were talking about then it's not that much different to what we're talking about now you know um how do you compete with all these emerging markets and imports and they were short of labor then and you know obviously obviously in the midst of a, of a depression and um really really interesting a lot of talk about soil fertility um diversity and in, in terms of uh, businesses so yeah it's, some things change and some don't 
Very interesting, Will. And so how did you come up with your theme for this year's conference? Yeah, so we have a different theme every year um, because you know farming is food production is such a massive subject. If you didn't, it might feel all a bit fragmented. And end of the day, the conference is kind of two days, so you know it's hard to cover everything. So we have a theme, and it just sort of keeps us a little bit um, focused. So themes over the last few years have been um, roots to resilience, looking at the future of family farms. Um, last year it was more about uh, uh, again the future and technology and um, this year I was kind of uh, thinking about it and it, I'd had a conversation with our Inspire group at the time I was I was last year I was leading on the Inspire program I was working with these sort of very bright and energetic uh, young people and um, we were talking about um, the labour crisis how we get people into the industry from different backgrounds um, how we get a workforce that reflects the wider society in Britain. Uh, you know, we, we all know farming isn't particularly diverse, although I think we've made quite big strides over the last few years. Um, certainly in terms of women in farming, any, in, in, anyway, you know, when I think back to when I was at Harper Adams um, over 20 years ago, there was about three women on my course. And I believe now um, on all the agricultural courses around the country there's more women than men and you know if you look at the veterinary sector you know when i was growing up all the vets were men um now there's a lot more women vets so you know it, it changes but i think there's a lot more to work to do um and you know and you've got to look at you know why diversity is important as well you know we've got quite a diverse board at the conference and what that does is it gives us a lot of different ideas you know it makes it quite an exciting place because people come from different backgrounds and um different sectors and different ages and, and men and women and um, different skin colors you know we don't all think the same and that that makes this a very sort of vibrant and exciting place uh to work and i guess that's why we've why i think the conference has been successful this year but the theme itself i i, I just wanted to um I just felt it was very timely um in you know look every farm business i know is short of um, short-staffed at the moment and I think a lot of us are quite frustrated by how farming is seen um, in wider society I think there's a lot of people who still think it's a thing that people can't do if they're not clever enough to do anything else um, and as a very proud farmer I find that very frustrating you know it's a very exciting time to be in farming despite all the challenges and there are a lot of challenges and we you know we debated those at the conference but at the same time, I think we have to look at those with positivity and we have to face up to those challenges. And that's why we came up with a theme. So we would, you know, we wanted it to be, you know, at the end of the day, people come to the conference, they pay a lot of money to be there and we want them to go away. Yes, focused on those challenges, but excited and feeling up for the challenge. Um, and that's why we came up with that theme, really. It was a, it was a way of... Um, uh yeah looking at all those challenges around people but also we could expand it to diversity of cropping diversity of livestock beads diversity diversification you know many of us in farming obviously looking to diversify our businesses you know it's really really important and there's some when you start looking into it there's some incredibly inspiring businesses around the country now um based on farms um and diversity of, of genetics and diversity of, of a million other things as well. The planet, diversification, biodiversity, you know, and, and suddenly when we started thinking about it, it all just got quite exciting. And I, I mentioned this sort of 
vague idea I had to the rest of the OFC board and everybody just sort of bought into it straight away. And when we announced the theme um, publicly, you know, everybody just got on board with it. And this year at the conference, it was a really diverse audience. Um, and it was very, um, very exciting. You know, I, re- I kept just stopping and looking around um, and seeing this very diverse group of people laughing and engaging and conversing together. And um, the feedback after the conference has been unanimously positive and i think um i'm sure we i'm sure we got a lot of things wrong but i do feel like we got the majority of things right and um, that's been that's been very pleasing and in terms of from your theme will uh can you give us an example of one of the talks or presentations that were was shared at the conference that uh, really inspired those that were listening to it in our inspiring farmer session david um monaka who's originally from zimbabwe he came to the country oh, 20, 30 years ago and identified why aren't, he, he wanted to look at some of the, eat some of the crops he was growing that he grew up eating back home in Zimbabwe. White maize is one. He just couldn't get it in the UK. So what did he do? He started growing it and he started selling it in London at the boot of his car. And now he's got a, a farm in Cambridgeshire, uh, Cambridge, um, Cambridgeshire County Council farm, pretty sizable unit. And he's grown all these incredible crops there and massively engaging in, in, in North London, um, educating people as well about where their food com- comes from. I mean, you know, if you can ask me about inspiring, that's that's I think that's pretty cool. That's someone who just came in from a different background with different ideas and made it happen, you know, and we all listened to that talk and we all like went away thinking, well, oh my God, you know, that's the very definition of inspiring, isn't it? So yeah, there was a lot of speakers like that. To listen to the opening speech given by Will Evans as chair of this year's Oxford Farming Conference held in January 2024 and to find links to other papers and videos, visit ofc.org.uk. So Will, can this power of diversity attract more people into our industry? Um, can diversity fix farming, farming's recruitment? I think, it, I think it can have a big part to play. You know, there is a whole uh element i i have four young daughters I, my my eldest is now a teenager my, my next eldest is nearly a teenager they're thinking about the world in a really different way than we are you know they're all very climate aware they're very environment aware they're looking for meaning in their lives you know they've grown up with screens uh, a lot of them want to work um in the environment you know they feel like they want to play their part in the fight against climate change and you know, why can't that be in farming? You know, we all know that farming has a huge impact to play. We're all on the front line in that regard. So if some of those people who've never even thought about being in farming, and a lot there's a lot of organisations in, in food and farming who are doing work in this area, why can't they go into farming and bring those ideas and fresh enthusiasm with them? And what you say there, Will, makes, makes perfect sense, doesn't it? Thinking about the farm business itself, farmers have faced a very difficult uh, autumn and winter and coming into this spring are facing uh, difficult challenges. Uh, What was the Oxford Farming Conference's thoughts when it comes to helping to build greater farm resilience? And and what does that mean as well? Um, I think we all know the reasons why we need more resilient businesses. Climate change, I mean, half my farm's been underwater several times this winter and now really having to think about whether I can keep growing cereals on some of our land, you know, whether I'm going to have to look at alternative land uses, whether I'm going to have to plant some trees on it. I can't keep sustaining crop losses on that. Um, But 
it's not just that it's government support systems are changing as we all know you know direct payments being phased out environmental payments being phased in and there are opportunities there you know um i think the monoculture is dying um you know going back again we know when i grew up the arable farmers i met at, at harper adams in the 90s they were all growing a grand rotation of wheat and oilseed rape you know constantly um that's changing you know you've only got to look in the farming press and see the kind of farmers who are winning awards around the country they're doing such innovative things with with by cropping and different different all kinds of different crops i think that's really really exciting and trying to cut their nitrogen use down with legumes and um lots of different livestock breeds again you know when i was growing up it was all continental you know size and weight and continental breeds you know and now there's been a, a big um resurgence in native livestock breeds who are, who are perhaps um better adapted to suit to uh, uh to adapt to a, a changing climate in the uk so I think that that change of business and business diversity is important. Um, a lot of great see farm tourism businesses who, who sprang up over the last few years and did very well at times of COVID. Um, but as you mentioned as well, supply chains. You know, we 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 launched our our, um, our report at the conference this year, um, which was um, put together. No credit to me whatsoever. It was uh, put together by our um, my amazing colleague Ali Kappa, who. Um, most people in farming will have heard of Ali's Ali's a, a remarkable, a remarkable woman, um, incredibly talented. She's chair of the NFU um horticulture board, um, and uh, hops and apple grower in um Herefordshire. And yeah, um she'd be as frustrated as anyone at dealing with the uh, supermarkets, and we all know <sighs> it's very easy to sort of portray supermarkets as this sort of big evil in farming. And I think perhaps we were maybe a little bit lazy with that. Sometimes I think at the end of the day, we do have to work with them and we have to look at our own businesses, however, and what, you know, what we can improve. However, I think at the moment it does feel desperately skewed. And a lot of farmers who are selling to supermarkets with the cost of massive rising input costs over the last few years, um, just feel in a pretty desperate situation so we looked at that with a report it's a very very impactful document it's it's available online i'd encourage anyone to read it it was put together by ali and um jed futter who's um a brilliantly talented guy he's done a super job with it he's a, a former supermarket buyer retail expert with with many years of experience and um he's put together a very very impactful and powerful document looking at um what could happen if we if we try to improve and diversify supply chains, but also what can happen if we don't do that and the impact, the very real impact it's going to have, especially on um, on fruit and vegetable sector, but also on eggs and like every other sector in farming. It's, um, you know, if things don't change, it could get very serious very quickly, I think, in terms of empty shelves at the supermarkets. And, and that's going to need a lot of open discussion to find a way through. Listening to others is going to be important, isn't it, Will? You know, we live in quite divided times, you know, at the moment, social media, echo chambers, a lot of, seems like a lot of anger, a conflict around the world, um, populist politicians who just kind of tell us what we want to hear. Um, and that, I think, fuels a lot of division. And I, I really wanted this conference to be a, a celebration of difference. So people could come. It was a safe space, A, of views, and let's have a, you know, let's talk positively and, and try and find a way, a way forward together. And I, I'm quite proud of the fact that we wanted to do that and I think we succeeded. And so following this year's Oxford Farming Conference, 
What would be the two key areas that you would urge people to take away and consider more deeply that could help to make a difference? So number one, and one thing I haven't mentioned is that, um, as I say, I am a, I'm from a very working farming background. So I spend a lot of time in livestock markets. I speak to a lot of farmers, speak to my neighbours and my friends. They're all farmers. And um, it's difficult at the moment. It's really tough. You know, it's it's one of the toughest times I've known. Um, I've spoke to farmer friends of mine over the last year who left school when I did. They were always going to be farmers. That's all they've ever wanted to do. And they are now, thanks to varying things, TB and uh, falling profit margins, you know, they're now really wondering whether they, whether they whether they can keep doing it, you know, and, and you know, they're wondering whether they would want their children to do it, you know, and I think that's that's very sad. And so the first thing is that you're not on your own with that. And one of the things I didn't mention with the conference and one of the reasons why I now, as someone who'd never been to a conference until 2018, I like going to these things. I like going to conferences. I like going to agricultural shows in the summer because you talk to other people and ultimately you you have those conversations. Not always at the conference. Sometimes it's in over the bar at night or over dinner and you realise you're not on your own. Just sharing that sometimes I think is quite important from, from a mental health point of view. So there's that. Um, and the other thing is, and I mentioned this at the end of conference in my, my closing um what you call it closing speech closing address i don't, don't know what it is this thing i have to do as a chairman um and after the the conference and we heard a lot it was very sort of positive and as, as i've talked to a lot of it was about bringing people together how do we work together to try to how do we collaborate how do we try to do this all together you can't do that on your own you can't change the world on your own you can't change things massively on your own but what you can do is you can change small things so you can change little things in your life um whether that be to make yourself mentally more resilient, as I've just alluded to, you know, whether you're just sort of trying to keep yourself a bit physically fitter, whether you're just trying to trying to uh, declutter your mind a little bit and in, in look after your well-being, which then makes yourself a better better farmer and person to be around with your family and a, and a better businessman. Um, but also, you know, how how can we do those positive things on our farm in terms of the environment? You know, maybe it's just. I've spent this weekend on Saturday. I had a brilliant day. Me and my ten-year-old daughter just planted four hundred and fifty hawthorn quicks in some gaps on the hedge on the farm in in hedges. You know, very sort of easy win. You know, you know, we're not we're not. I'm sure we could be doing a lot more, but that was just a really fun, enjoyable thing that we're doing. And I said, my daughter is ten and has, you know, I was able to say to her, well, you know, I, this is a really cool thing for you to be doing for the environment if you can all keep making those little changes as well then you know maybe that will help so um i hope that doesn't sound grander than i intended to it's just a little thing we did but it was fun so yeah just those those little tiny changes that we can all do um can hopefully add up to something bigger thank you will for sharing your insight into the key theme from this year's oxford farming conference which was the power of diversity That's it for this podcast, but do tune in again as we meet the experts throughout the season, exploring the many immediate and longer-term questions for growers and farmers in the UK. If you have any questions that you would like us to ask the experts, email info at agri.co.uk. See you next time.